Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Good morning, and I want to greet you once again. In the name of the Lord, uh, it's uh, Palm Sunday, and I want to ask you to join with me as we say Hosanna to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as we enter into our time of worship. Uh, Let's join together for prayer and ask God to bless us as we uh, join our hearts together. Dear gracious Lord and Father, we just thank you and praise you for your great love. And we praise you for this time that you've given us to come to bow before you and to worship you. And Father God, we pray that you would bless us as we open your word. And we pray that you would uh, take this time and use it to your glory and honor and that you would draw us ever closer to you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning, I'm so delighted to be with you on Palm Sunday. And I know uh, for some of you, you might have uh, let this slip up on you, uh, not realizing that it was Palm Sunday because of all the things that have been going on and the fact that uh, we're just not uh, in the place that we usually are and the uh, the time that we usually are. We're just uh, not... uh, doing the things that we usually do and and uh, because of the coronavirus and uh, but I want us to take time to look together at God's word and and to see what uh, he has for us as we uh, join our hearts together in worship turn with me in your bibles to John chapter 12 and uh, John chapter 12 is a uh, Uh, one of the parallels that deals with uh, the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And if you will, join with me as we uh, read uh, chapter uh, chapter 12, verse 1, and it says, And then six days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which uh, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him, and then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, a very uh, costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with uh, the odor of the ointment. And then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon, uh, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had a bag, had the bag and bare what was put therein. And then, Jesus, uh, then said Jesus, Let her be alone. Against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. And much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. And on the next day much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took 
took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat there on it, and as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Sion, behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt. These things understood not as disciples at first, but when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things were written of him, that they had done these things unto him. The people, therefore, uh, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him out uh, from the dead, bear record for this cause. The people also met him for they uh, that heard that he had done this miracle. I want to share with you a few things that I glean from this as we uh, join our hearts together. And first of all, I want you to, to understand that uh, in the week before Jesus was crucified, as he was making his way to Jerusalem, it was just uh, as uh, one of the other days that any other day that uh, that they had experienced. Uh, no one was doing anything special. They were just simply going about their business and uh, and. And that's just the way it is with uh, the, the way in which God does things. See, uh, many times we're taken off guard because of the fact that uh, we're not looking for Jesus. We're not looking for uh, what God is, is doing in our life. And we simply uh, are not aware of the things that are about to happen. This is a, a week before Jesus goes to the cross of Calvary uh, to die for our sins. And uh, he is uh, gone into Beth uh, Page or Bethany uh, where Lazarus was and where Mary and Martha were. And uh, they came together in, in their house and, and they had dinner. Uh, together and uh, they were just uh, going about their business and uh, this was nothing special uh, but uh, Mary uh, realized that uh, that something was different and she uh, responded to Jesus in a way that, that was disturbing to some. Uh, you know, uh, in spite of the fact that most of the world is not uh, listening to what God is doing in their life, they're not aware of, of the things that are happening because they're just not paying attention uh, and they're not uh, aware of, of the times and the way in which things are happening. Uh, there's... Uh, uh, there's a real truth of that that is happening today as well. Uh, many people uh, don't realize the fact that God is moving in their life, that God is always uh, present and able to to do things uh, in their life. And so we want to encourage, uh, I want to encourage you to, to always be aware of how God is moving and what God is doing in your life. Always be aware of the fact that Jesus is uh, a, alive and active in your life and, and we need to be aware of what uh, Christ is doing uh, in our life and in us and through us. And so um, uh, these uh, associates of Jesus were uh, going about their business and Martha uh, and Mary had 
uh, taken the time to prepare a meal and had Jesus there with his disciples and, and Lazarus was there. And there was a great crowd of people. And, and you know, uh, in our world, uh, our world likes to see uh, miraculous things. And uh, there was a lot of people there that were looking on. They were not there because of who Jesus was. Uh, uh, any any more than uh, the fact that he was one who had done an amazing thing. He had raised Lazarus from the dead, and so they were very excited about the fact that uh, Jesus had done this, and many had come just simply to see what Christ would do again. To see, uh, okay, uh, he raised Lazarus from the dead. There's Lazarus. Uh, he's alive, and and he's uh, there, and and so many people came just because of Jesus and others came uh, because Lazarus was there. Uh, quite honest, they wanted to see the spectacle. They wanted to see the the uh, excitement of the fact that here's someone who had died and, and Jesus had brought him back to life. And so they were coming to, to see the uh, much as people do uh, when they go to the circus. You know, uh, they wanted to go see the circus freaks. They wanted to go uh, see uh, this one that Jesus had raised from the dead. And uh, so uh, they were there to see the miraculous things. They weren't there to see Jesus because he was the son of of God. They weren't there to, to see Jesus because He was about to go to the cross and, and wanted to experience the thrill of, of uh, uh, learning from uh, Jesus Christ Himself. They were there just simply because of the fact that, that Jesus had raised uh, Lazarus from the dead and they wanted Him to see, see something else that He might do that was equally spectacular or maybe uh, something even greater. And so they uh, had followed Jesus there and they were all uh, 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 watching and, and witnessing it, but they weren't aware of, of the fact of who Jesus Christ is. And, and that's the truth of this world as well. Uh, this world doesn't uh, look to Jesus for who He is. They don't look to Jesus because of what He can do in their life in terms of, of salvation. Uh, many people in this world look to Jesus only to do the miraculous. Oh, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, take the wheel. I'm about to, to have an accident. Uh, get me through this uh, perilous time. Oh, Jesus, take me out of this situation. I don't want to get coronavirus. Uh, Jesus, uh, help me out. I'm uh, sick or I've got a disease or I've got some other problem in my life. People come and they uh, seek out the spectacular. They come uh, for that reason. And secondly, they come in order for selfish reasons. Jesus, uh, do this for me. Do something miraculous for me. I, I'm in uh, dire need of, of uh, 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 to see you do something for me. I, uh, and they come for selfish reasons. They're, they're not reasons for uh, uh, in order to have Jesus to to uh, save them of their sins or to to enter into a relationship with him they they come to Jesus simply because they don't want uh, whatever bad thing that's happening in their life uh, a car accident a a, a serious illness or uh, some other kind of problem in their life they uh, they're about to to go through a divorce or they're about to uh, to experience something uh, something else that's traumatic in their life. They want Jesus to all of a sudden come in and 
remove the threat that's there to take away the uh, the bad thing that is about to happen and they want uh, to see a miraculous event and that was true uh, in that day as well they wanted to see Jesus to to do some kind of um, miracle magic trick they they wanted uh, Jesus to do uh, you know walk on water feed 5,000 they wanted to see Jesus to uh, to heal somebody of some tremendous disease like uh, leprosy or to restore uh, somebody's hand that that was malformed or caused someone that was uh, blind or deaf to, to be able to to see or to hear. They wanted to see some type of miraculous thing. But then you have Mary. Mary is someone who's very different. Mary is someone who uh, is has been very... Uh, uh, greatly touched by the the presence of Jesus in her life. She understands the significance of who Jesus Christ is. We've seen this uh, at the time in which Jesus uh, came to to heal Lazarus and to raise him from the dead. And we see this uh, in this situation as well. We see the fact that Mary comes to Jesus and uh, she has saved up a precious uh, ointment, a uh, a bottle of spikenard. Uh, this ointment was very costly, and she broke it and she opened it up and she poured it on the feet of Jesus, and uh, she begins to wipe his feet with her hair. Uh, this is a uh, a great sign of endearment, a sign of great love and devotion to Jesus Christ and. I can only imagine what it must have been like to be in the very, uh, very physical presence of Jesus Christ and to to experience the overwhelming uh, joy and the overwhelming uh, exhilaration of being in the presence of one who has uh, come of God, uh, the Son of God, who's, who's come into our presence. And here's here's Mary, uh, Mary, and she um, makes this great sacrifice, and this is uh, an ointment that is used uh, for burial. This is an ointment that is used to anoint a body uh, when uh, the body, uh, when a, a relative, a close friend, someone that is dearly loved has died, and they're anointing the body with these perfumes, and that's exactly what this was. It was a perfume that was used to, to mask the, the odor of death. And so she anoints the, the, the uh, feet of Jesus and begins to uh, wipe his feet with her hair, uh, a, a great sign of, of submission uh, to Jesus Christ. And, uh, la- and uh, while Lazarus is sitting there at the table, uh, in comes Judas Iscariot, the one who will uh, eventually betray Jesus. He's the money holder. He's the man that, that has all the, the treasurer if you would, of the disciples. And he's got the money bag, not because he wants to make sure that he protects the money, but because he's a thief and he's stealing from the bag. And he complains about Martha uh, uh, pouring out this ointment. She, he complains about the fact that, that she's wasted this, uh, this money uh, that this uh, that could have been gotten as a result of uh, selling this ointment. He he doesn't see this as uh, something that has uh, been saved up for a special time of uh, at Jesus' death. He he simply sees it as a way of of taking something and selling it and and getting money so that he could. Uh, 
take the money from uh, the donation and and use it for himself. And and Jesus basically tells him, look, uh, let her alone against the day of my bearing hath she kept this uh, for the poor always ye have with you, but ye have uh, but me have not always. Jesus is rebuking uh, uh, Judas Iscariot because she know, he knows and understands what his motive is. He knows what, what's going on. And he uses the, uh, the excuse of, of giving money to the poor against him. And he says, look, I, I'm not always going to be here. She's saved this for a special occasion of my death. And, and even though he had been telling his disciples that his death was coming, that he would be betrayed, that he would be uh, crucified, uh, they didn't understand uh, what was going on. And... Uh, so Jesus is there and, and you see this great outpouring of Mary as she uh, shares this ointment uh, on Jesus' feet and, and Jesus defends her. And many of the people there the next day uh, are still hanging around. They're still watching and waiting. They're still hoping that Jesus is going to do some uh, type of miracle. And as he's making his way to Jerusalem, he tells his disciples to go get a, uh, uh, a the uh, colt of a donkey, uh, a, uh, a, a young colt to, for him to enter into Jerusalem. And he uh, goes into Jerusalem, and as he's making his way in, the Bible tells us that the disciples and the others took branches and laid them at his feet uh, that he would not walk on the ground, but that he would enter into Jerusalem on these palm fronds. And, and so this is uh, uh, the events of, of the week before Jesus is uh, to be crucified. He enters into Jerusalem, not in the way that he has entered into Jerusalem before, but he's entering into Jerusalem uh, as a triumphal king. He is, uh, and that's the way in which a, a triumphant king is, is welcomed back. Uh, uh, whenever a, uh, a nation had its king go out and defend uh, the nation uh, against an invading army or, or went out to take a territory uh, to make it a part of the nation, when they would return, uh, the triumphant king would be welcomed in this same kind of manner. Uh, they would break off palm fronds. They would break off uh, 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 those uh, branches and lay them in, in, the, in the street as a way of welcoming. They would take off their cloaks and, and, and put them into the streets so that uh, the, uh, the king would be exalted and he would be uh, uh, recognized as this conquering king. And here's Jesus, and he's entering into Jerusalem. And this is before he uh, is uh, taken to be beaten and before he's taken to uh, into uh, uh, arrest. And he is uh, going into Jerusalem and and he is entering in in uh, victory. Uh, he's entering in in triumphant uh, return to Jerusalem because uh, of the significance of what is, is about to happen. And so uh, the people are all excited about what is happening and they are wrapped up in this enthusiasm. This is another group of people that uh, is very typical uh, today. Those people who are wrapped up in the enthusiasm of what's going on. 
sometimes you'll see people that are uh, excited about uh, what is happening in a church. Maybe uh, you might uh, have a revival service that's going on and people will be going down to the altar and giving their life to Jesus and, and others will be going down to rededicate their life. And oftentimes you'll see people that will go down to the front. They'll uh, go in, in an effort to be a part of the excitement. They know that, that something is happening in the lives of these people that are, that are going down to the front. And so they want to be a part of it as well. And so what they'll do is, uh, without conviction in their heart, without a desire to... <coughs> excuse me to get their life right with God, they'll go and they'll participate in this, thinking that by doing so that that something might happen. And so uh, evidently you do have some people that are are genuinely expressing their love for Jesus Christ, expressing the the hope that that Jesus is the Messiah. And of course, uh, they hope that Jesus is not the type of Messiah that, that Jesus is presenting, but a different kind, one of a conquering king that that will come in and and overthrow the the rule of the 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 territorial governor that's there of Pilate and that uh, he'll overthrow the the uh, uh, the regional uh, king uh, King Herod and that he'll once again establish Israel as a nation and establish Israel as uh, the kingdom that it once was under the lineage of, of King David, uh, very similar to the type of king that King David was. And of course, as you remember, Jesus is a, uh, a direct descendant of, of King David. And so uh, they're hoping and, and uh, that Jesus maybe is, is that kind of uh, person that, uh, okay, if he's going to be the Messiah, then let's get Jesus to do the very thing that, that we expect the Messiah to do, go in and, and overthrow and of course, this is not the plan that Jesus has, uh, in, in spite of the fact that he goes in and cleanses the temple at this time as he's entering into Jerusalem. He goes in and, and drives out the money changers. He goes in and drives out those who are uh, making a mockery of the temple. Uh, he, he is doing this in order to purify the temple uh, during this time and to, to write what was wrong in the the temple, but he doesn't do this same type of thing throughout the rest of Jerusalem. He is simply uh, uh, setting the stage for him to go to the cross of Calvary. And so today I want to ask you, which type of person are you? Are you the type of person that is just coming to see uh, maybe if uh, uh, some kind of miraculous thing, you you come into uh, a church or you're coming to uh, uh, the fellowship of of a group of believers just to see something happen, maybe uh, to see them pray and someone get uh, 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 healed from a disease or, or from a sickness. Maybe you're hoping that uh, you'll see some kind of wondrous thing like uh, a group of people uh, coming together and being able to accomplish something great because God has worked in their life and allowed them to to be used of the kingdom of God to to do to spread the gospel in a way that that is not heard of and is not seen by many people. Maybe you're excited and wanting to see what's going on. Uh, those are, are all good reasons, but don't stop there. Don't allow that to be the place in which you stop. Uh, you, you, you're not coming to see 
David Copperfield, you're not coming to see. David Blaine, you're not coming to see uh, one of these music, uh, magicians that that does uh, feats of fancy that that uh, that defy understanding. You're you're coming to to see uh, the work, the hand of God work in people's lives, and I'm hoping and praying that you will do that as well. That you'll come and, and experience uh, the the experience of God working in the lives of His people and see the hand of God, not just um, a miraculous uh, magic trick. Uh, if, but maybe you're one of the other types of people. Maybe you're the type of people that uh, are like those that, that get swept up in the excitement of all the things that are happening. I, I hope that you're not one of those that not uh, just doesn't get swept up in the in the excitement of of uh, people getting close to God and get it gets swept up in the excitement of of true revival, but that you're experiencing it yourself. Uh, it's my hope and prayer that that this is a a true experience for you, that you experience the great joy and happiness of God and His presence in in our lives, and that. That you're not coming to just see something that uh, some kind of uh, of work of what God is doing in your own understanding, but that you're see, uh, coming to see God work and move in your life in the way in which God desires it. Uh, don't be like those people that are just uh, simply coming and following along. And by the way, these people that are uh, many of these people that are that are out there singing Hosanna and saying, uh, "Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." Uh, we're told. That, that it's uh, very likely and very possible that they uh, may have been some of the very ones that uh, just a week later are the ones that are saying, crucify Him, crucify Him, when uh, Pilate presents Him before the people. And it looks as though uh, that this revolution that He's uh, uh, started is, is coming to an end. Don't be one of those who uh, puts God in a box, that puts uh, God in such a way that you're only there when everything's exciting and then you, you fall fast away when uh, things don't go the way that you anticipate how God uh, would work in your life. It's my hope and prayer that you'll be like Mary that you'll be someone who truly is touched by the hand of God in your life. You understand the significance of who Jesus Christ is, that He's the one who came to save you of your sins, came to uh, remove the, the guilt of sin upon your life, and that He uh, took the place, your place on the cross of Calvary so that you wouldn't have to pay the penalty of sin in your own life. It's my hope and prayer that you would express the joy of God uh, uh, moving in your life in the way that, uh, much the way that she did as she poured out a great sacrifice upon the feet of Jesus and, and was subservient to Him. It's my hope and prayer that you would pour out your life before Jesus as well and that you would uh, not be someone that just gets ca uh, uh, carried away in the excitement of, of Jesus coming, but that you would truly see what Jesus has come to do, and that is uh, to take your place on the cross of Calvary and to save you of your sins and to raise victorious over death, grave, the grave, and the hell. It's my hope and prayer that you would experience that as well. Let's join together in prayer. 
Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we thank You and praise You for the sacrifice that You gave on our behalf. We praise You for the fact that You sent Your Son not to, to show uh, magic tricks, not to, uh, to exhibit uh, things that would uh, whip us up into a frenzy and carry us along in emotion, but rather that we would be moved by Your sacrifice, the sacrifice of Your Son uh, that was given uh, on the cross of Calvary to take our place and to to be uh, the uh, payment of our sins and and to be our um, uh, the one who who uh, replaces uh, the guilt of sin with uh, the 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 expression of of grace and forgiveness and mercy, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would help us uh, those who who don't know Jesus to accept you into their heart and life, and that they would uh, experience the true joy as Mary did, of having uh, Jesus Christ in their life, of pouring out their life upon His feet and being subservient to His will and desire. It's my prayer that we would all have this expression as well. Uh, thank you and praise you for all that you are. In, the, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, church family, I know it's it's a difficult time in which we're separated, and I, uh, I appreciate the fact that many of you are keeping together on, on the phone and, and communicating with one another through text messages and other things. It, it was my hope and prayer that we would have been able to get together for a sunrise service uh, and that all of this would be over, but it looks as though uh, this is uh, once again a time in which we need to heed the, the instructions and the uh, directions of those who are aware of what's going on medically. And so uh, I want to encourage you to uh, just simply to continue to worship with me uh, uh, through uh, alternative measures and not to gather, but uh, we, you know, uh, where we are gathered together in the name of the Lord, there He is also. Uh, and, you know, we don't have to be in a church in order to worship God. We don't have to be uh, in many of these places uh, that God is with us and God desires for us to be together. And I know that He'll bring us together once again uh, in in the days to come. But uh, I don't want anyone to risk them, their health and risk the health of others by uh, uh, coming together just simply because of a date on, on the calendar. Uh, we uh, can worship and celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus any Sunday, uh, and we, we will uh, worship Easter together uh, through uh, podcast and through other means, but uh, please let's not do anything that would uh, put ourselves at danger or those that we love. Uh, it's my hope and prayer that all of us will come through this safely and that once again we'll be able to join together in fellowship at Mount Olive Baptist Church. And so uh, until the next time we gather together, uh, it's my desire that God would bless you and keep you. Amen. Amen.